Texas football is back and a season of high stakes characterizes the next four months for Charlie Strong and the Longhorns. Welcome back to Off the Bench Podcast in the 40 Acres. I'm Luke Hendry alongside Robert Larkin and the Texas football team is arguably the biggest topic in all of college football. Robert, I know you covered the Longhorns throughout the spring and throughout summer workouts. What are some of the key takeaways you took away from this summer and what Charlie Strong and new offensive coordinator Sterling Gilbert have done while over the course of the last few months? Luke, first off, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be back. And I know I know you, uh, as well as me, are very, very, very excited for this weekend. Um, I think the biggest thing about this weekend is there's so much unknown, so much potential, but also uh, we just don't know what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Longhorns play out. But so, like you said, you're asking about the spring and summer workouts. I think the biggest takeaways over the spring and summer leading into these uh, first few weeks of practice have been, I think everyone thought Shane Bouchelle was going to start uh, for the Longhorns on Sunday, but reports surfaced early in camp that Tyrone Swoops looked to be the guy that the staff is now favoring. And I'm kind of in this mindset as well. I think Strong thinks that this uh, game represents a big, big uh win, if you will, if they keep it close or if they win the game Sunday, it'd obviously be huge. So I think he's going to go with experience over the unknown. I think what I've heard uh, from sources inside the program is Bouchelle has looked uh, rattled in practice a little bit. He'll have a great play, but he'll also have those bad plays. And I've heard that Tyrone Swoops has had the uh, cons- more consistency uh, with less bad plays in practice. And I personally think that uh, we heard all summer long from Charlie about the summer of Shane and how he wanted to name a starting quarterback early in fall camp, and that decision never really came. So I think the big deal for me is that uh, Shane came into camp. He didn't play as well as we saw in the spring game, and I think that's kind of what happened where it took off from there. Uh, second, I think um, – I'm really surprised at the older guys holding down their spots on defense. A depth chart probably will not be released today or tomorrow, but uh, we may see one come out in the early stages before the game. But I've heard from people inside the program, again, that a lot of the guys have held on to their starting spots. Specifically, I was surprised by Jason Hall, a junior who was battled some struggles last year, but is now apparently holding down his spot at one of the safety positions with Deshaun Elliott backing him up. Elliott, I'm a big fan of Elliott, tall athletic guy who's a heavy hitter, but also needs to find better consistency in pass coverage. So I think that's Vance Bedford's big concern back there. And also Brandon Jones, number one safety in the country, coming out of the 2016 recruiting class. I think we're both surprised he's not in the mix yet. But I think he'll see some snaps on Sunday. Also, a uh, quick mention for uh, Nashawn Hughes has apparently held down a spot at the Fox end. Brecken Hager is battling there. And Bryce Cottrell has held down the star, uh, the strong defensive end position over Charles Omenihu, which I was very surprised by. I think Omenihu has probably one of the higher ceilings for this uh, football team on the defensive line. Yeah, well, back to the quarterback situation. It's been surrounding fans and alumni of this Texas Longhorn football team really since Colt McCoy graduated but I think the thing is is that Shane is still a true freshman and there's no doubt that he's going to be rattled 
And so starting Tyrone might be the better play. I do think that Charlie Strong might as well go ahead and play both players. And I think there's no contradiction to, to the fact that I think both players will take some snaps and lead the Longhorns against Notre Dame on Sunday. But to another offensive position that I think the Longhorns really have to take advantage of this season, and that's the running backs. Two of the best running backs, in my opinion, in the Big 12 with Dante Foreman and Chris Warren the third. What role do you think the running backs play throughout this season? A uh, big thing with Sterling Gilbert is the beer and shoot. He obviously is going to want to pass the ball like he did at Tulsa, but the reality of the situation is that he does not have the same quarterback play he did at Tulsa or, say, Bowling Green. Um, it's a bit, of, a bit of an unknown at this point. So he's going to want to rely on the run heavily on Sunday. I'd say the breakdown will probably end up being 60-40, 65-35 even if the Longhorns end up having a lot of success on the ground. But like you said, I'm in love with these two running backs. Who doesn't love the? I mean, it's kind of a different running back duo. If you travel up uh, north and see Oklahoma, they have that duo of Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. And that's kind of a thunder and lightning, Mixon being the lightning, P. Ryan being the thunder. But here it's just thunder and more thunder. It's bulldozing exactly, type yeah. guys who are just unbelievable athletes for their size. I think Foreman uh, has actually better breakaway speed than uh, Warren does, but Warren has those long strides and a bigger body. I think that come Sunday, though, they're going to be very important. Uh, we were talking about this at the lunch table earlier this week, uh, Luke and I were, and uh, Luke asked me, he's like, you know, how, how many rushing yards do you think we're going to need on a Sunday? And I was telling him that, like, I can envision the long courts. They're going to need more than 100, probably 65 yards on the ground, least, probably uh, more than that. I uh, have a wager with one of my friends that the Longhorns will not win this game unless they have more than 185 yards on the ground. I think that's the type of success they're going to have to have on Sunday. And obviously these guys are well, uh, they're fitted to have that kind of success. I think so. I mean, if you look at the blowout last year against Notre Dame, 38-3, to the offense of the Texas Longhorns was absolutely horrendous. 163 total yards, 103 of those through the air, and only 60 on the ground. That has to almost triple, if not quadruple, for the Texas Longhorns to win on Sunday. They have to spread the offense out, and I think Sterling Gilbert's, I guess, style does that. But I think they just got to hone in and attack the running game off the bat and see if they can get some penetration through the Notre Dame defense. To your point, Luke, uh, last year was obviously very tough. That was a very physical uh, front four that had some some good talent, even a uh, NFL draft pick in Sheldon Day. But this year it's going to be uh, – it's not like I wrote about this in a column earlier this week, but uh, the, Notre Dame has lost a lot of talent. That's a big storyline for them. Exactly. But let's not kid. This is still a very talented football team. There's a reason they're ranked in the top ten in most polls. And my thought is that uh, Charlie Strong said earlier this week that this is going to be one of the most physical front fours he faces all season long. And I think that's a challenge for a very young I mean, a talented but young offensive line in Texas, and this running game is going to be so vital to the success on Sunday. It's going to be a very interesting matchup to see if the Longhorns can establish the all-important running game on Sunday. Yeah, and to to the offensive coordinator, brand-new guy to the program, it seems like everybody's been talking about him, talking about him, talking about him, but at the end of the day, he is brand-new to the 40 Acres, and his role is pivotal because the offense at Texas has got to continue to improve Larkin, take me through some of your pros and cons of Gilbert 
and, and how his leadership is going to be so key for the Texas Longhorns this season. Here are a few pros that I like. Uh, Sean Watson, uh, former offensive coordinator, and I guess Jay Norvell was a little different style than this, but I kind of think of Watson as the guy and uh, Strong's first few years here. He liked to coach from the booth um, and kind of like play in the uh, press box, if you will. But here, uh, Gilbert has reiterated that he's going to be coaching on the sidelines. I like that. He's going to have some quarterback, uh, probably some quarterback struggles on Sunday. Um, so I like him having some face time with his guys. That's just a small little thing I like. Second, he brings a style that the Longhorns have had so much success with in the past. Greg Davis, record-setting OC, had this type of offense, found a lot of success. Obviously, different athletes, and it's not, I'm not set, trying to say that um, he's going to have Greg Davis-like numbers in his first year here, but he's playing in a system that's had so much success in Texas because these high school kids are coming from similar systems. We've seen guys like Davion Curtis come here and already have success. Lorenzo Joe, although probably unlikely to play on Sunday, has had success early in the uh, preseason in practices because they're just so accustomed to it. Uh, Shane Bouchelle said he's been um, used to this system since he was in high school. He's having a little bit of success. And that's why I think I like the system a lot. It's because it plays into the guy's strengths, and it's a nice, spread, wide-open system that's simple, simple, simple reads. And that's going to be vitally important, especially for a guy like Tyron Swoops, who's a little slower on the mental side of the quarterback game. Another thing I like is that he's installed the offense four times already. He's done it in his jobs at other places, and I think that's going to be a key uh, to a quick installation in his first season. But more importantly, I think on the con side, it's his first season. How well is the, off, the offense going to be looking uh, against Notre Dame on Sunday? I mean, that's a big that's a big question mark. I think that as the season goes along, we're going to see some big progression in the offense. But is it ready to tackle a team like Notre Dame? Eh, I don't know. We're going to see. Uh, also, you need a quarterback for this offense to, for it to truly have success. And like we've been talking about, all I feel like all. Uh, summer long has been we just we just have no idea what to expect on Sunday and I guess we'll see who runs out in the tunnel but um, I think that's going to be a big thing it's like who's going to be the quarterback in uh, Gilbert's office exactly yeah yeah there's one thing for sure eight first downs to Notre Dame's 30 last year did not do the job so obviously the offense is going to have to improve on those numbers but now taking a switch to the defensive side of the ball the back seven but the Texas Longhorn defense might be one of the best in the country. So, I mean, the cornerbacks through the linebacker positions are just stellar. But it's that defensive line that have caused problems, especially last year for this Texas Longhorn defense and Vance Bedford. You look at last year, and it just seemed like every team that got into a third down and three or third down and two situation would simply run it up the gut or run a counter, and they'd extend their drive. And it, if you keep if you can't get your defense off the field, you can't even give your offense a chance to try to put up some numbers. So what is the status of those front four in that defensive line, and how crucial is that going to be, especially against a team like Notre Dame? Uh, so like you said, they need to do a better job of applying pressure this season. I think, well, the Longhorns are actually underrated in that regard last year. They were a top-10 team if you look at the S&P uh, plus uh, rankings last year, they were a top ten team at uh, ND on uh, on pass rushing situations. So that's that's good news. But the thing for me is that those defensive tackles are a huge question mark. You have only 
two guys with meaningful game experience coming back. That's a big, big problem, big question mark for um, the Texas Longhorns on the defensive line. But from what I've heard, I think there's going to be a reliance on the linebacker blitzes on Sunday. I think they're not. I think coaching staff's not very confident in the fact that uh, their front four. If you add in the uh, Fox and Nashawn Hughes, they're not confident those four guys are going to get consistent pressure on Zaire and Kaiser on Sunday. So I think the big thing is going to be you're going to see a lot of linebacker blitzes, maybe even a corner blitz or nickel blitz every uh, so often. But I think that Longhorn fans should be confident that we've seen progression in a guy like Bryce Cottrell. I think Charles who will get some snaps. Bedford said he wants to play him around like, 25, 30 snaps and pass, rush, pass rushing downs. So I think that's good news for Longhorn fans. But like you said, it's about getting off the field. I mean, the defensive line is going to be a huge part of that. They cannot let them knife up the gut like they did last year. The Longhorns allowed something like 57% uh, third down conversion rate last year against Notre Dame, and they ranked 104th in the country last season in third uh, down defense. So – for me, it's going to be all about plugging those holes in the middle, allowing Malik Jefferson and Anthony Wooder to clean up the mess, especially on those third, mid-third down ranges, third and five and less. That's where it's going to step in. I'm looking at those two defensive tackles, and can they handle that monstrous Notre Dame offensive line? And then Coach Charlie Strong, he's been in the hot seat, it seems like, since he got on campus, and that's rightfully justified being at a Texas uh, Longhorn program in the University of Texas where so many alumni and passionate fans and just the nature of being at one of the top collegiate programs in the nation. But this year is crucial. And, and as a third-year coach, he has to provide success, and that's through wins. What do you think the record has to be to wrap things up today for Coach Charlie Strong to keep his job at the 40 Acres? Um. Honestly, Luke, that's a good question. I think that's the question everyone's asking. Um, because Mike Perrin, athletic director here, is not giving a number. Charlie Strong certainly will not give himself number. his yeah. number. Who the hell wants to live up to a number going into a season? For me, it's all about winning it's about winning at least seven games and your bowl game. That's the big thing for me. So I'm I'm shooting around eight wins. Uh, before the quarterback situation in early August, I gave this team eight wins. But now I'm leaning closer to seven. I think that Charlie Strong just needs to show a better product. The last two years have been miserable for uh, fans. They just don't even want to go to the game anymore. I think what it's going to come down to this year is no big blowouts like the ones at TCU and at Iowa State last year. No more of that. You have to play competitive games, and I think a big win of some sort, maybe against Notre Dame, Oklahoma, TCU, or Oklahoma State, that will seal his fate. I think. He's doing some good things right now recruiting-wise. I think Mike Perrin wants to give him a fourth year, but like you said, it's going to come down to what he does this season. For me, seven wins at least during the regular season. If we see six or five, sayonara, Charlie Strong. Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, there's going to have to be some wins produced, definitely above 500 for Coach Charlie Strong, and hopefully some big wins against some of those top teams like Notre Dame, TCU, and Oklahoma. But with that, we're going to sign off from Off the Bench Podcast. September 4th is a huge, huge day here at the 40 Acres as Texas begins their season against Notre Dame at DKR Memorial Stadium. Until then, we'll talk to you later.